podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another first here on Anfield Index podcast. If you're hearing this, then that means that I will insist on being referred to as producer Trev by my regular muckers here on out. Uh, particularly when we come to talk to producer Guy, who's AWOL this week. So the means of production have fallen into my hands. And joining me in this utopia of Marxian economics are Carl Kopak and Cam Branch. Good evening, Carl. How are you? Well, I've had no value. Death sometimes had its price. That is why the bounty bounty killers appeared. The bounty killers are who? Yeah. Who exactly, Carl? <clears throat> the bounty killers are Lee Van Cleef and Clint Eastwood in the film for a few dollars more, 1960. Mm, yes. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And good evening guess, to you, guess, guess what I've been doing today? I, 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 yeah, a little handy, handy hint for you there. We, have, yeah. we must come around to that topic again later on because I think it's a, it's a, it's one three of us like. Uh, good evening to you, Cam. What's, what's going on with you, my friend? Evening, gents. Um, what I'd like to do is, uh, give a shout out to our friends from across the pond. Um, something we did mention last week and it's, uh, hashtag sunset NBC and NBC is in capital letters. Please, 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 all our friends across the pond, they have got a petition going, which uh, I will tweet out later, um, to obviously after the show, which you won't know about till you listen to the show tomorrow, obviously. Um, but I will keep tweeting it. Uh, please, please, all of our friends across the pond, please sign this petition, um, especially although obviously it's mainly aimed at folks in America, unfortunately, not uh, Canada, I believe. So um, if everyone could sign this petition and we can get the sun banned, from uh, being represented on NBC Sports out there, that would be fantastic. Absolutely. Yep. I'm sure you would echo uh, those sentiments, Carl. Absolutely. 100%. Get it done. Get it done. Um, it's, it's, it's not difficult, and especially <laughs> when you see the, the horror show that was the front page of that rag during the week. It's, uh, just goes to undermine, underline rather the, uh, the importance of, of, um, putting them in their place. Uh, talking football. Uh, which is primarily why we're here, nominally why we're here. I'm not sure how much of this we're going to do tonight, gents. I mean, the main pressing issues, obviously, on, on the back of this, uh, horror show of, a, of an international fortnight is the injury situation. Uh, Emre Chan, I think, almost effectively ruled out, uh, today. Joe Gomez also ruled out for the, uh, the Crystal Palace game, um, probably longer, sadly, with Gomez. We're not sure with the Emre Chan situation. I'll be honest with you, Cam. It's a nightmare, this. Yes. Um, I was, I was going to try and look for a positive spin on this, but I'm not sure I can. I probably would have looked to have rested Emre Chan this week anyway. Um, because I wouldn't, I would have wanted him fit and firing for, uh, next Wednesday. So, um, I'm, I'm not sure he would have played on Saturday anyway. Uh, even if it was just a minor twinge, especially. After he went off uh, against uh, Watford uh, last last game out, so but Gomez is 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 an issue as well now because Trent can't play that many games um, in what we've got coming up, and if, especially if it's that long term. Um, 
does that mean we're going to have to bring Klein back in, start giving him minutes, um, which is probably what we're going to have to do. So we'll probably play Trent for an hour on Saturday and maybe bring Gomez on, but then we really need to be looking at how we can rotate other players as well um, because we've got a lot of fixtures coming up over the next two weeks. Mm. Um, five fixtures in two weeks, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this is make or break time. Um, it's yeah. ab- absolutely season defining couple of couple of weeks. Uh, and Carl Cam's kind of outlined it there, hasn't he? Um, it, the 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 Gomez situation will come down to whether or not uh, Klein is capable of starting. And we know he's played some twenty threes games, and we know he's training regularly, but. Uh, I was not knocking this topic around on Mulby in the spot, and I, I don't know. I guess I would say that unless he starts against Palace, I don't see Klein really being involved other than as cover on the bench if something were to go awry with Trent. Uh, I just don't see him being brought in for, for matches of, of this uh, magnitude against City. Um, so unless he just starts him at the weekend to... You know, acknowledge the fact that we are going to need cover, and maybe this thing with Gomez is 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 more serious than we'd like to think. Uh, do you, what what would you see that his potential involvement being, if any? I, I agree with Cameron. I think he might get twenty minutes on Saturday just to see. Um, I don't want. I, I think he might. I think he might start the derby. I can't see him starting against City, to be honest. Um, for either game, I just think it's it's really sad, and it's such a. It's such a stupid game to get injured in as well. And, and people criticise Liverpool fans for the whole anti-England thing, or, or, or at least, you know, uh, um, a lack of interest uh, in England. But the Gareth Southgate really needs to see what Joe Gomez looks like. Yeah. It just, just drives me mad, that sort of thing. And, you know, and, and it happens to other clubs as well. It just drives me bloody mad. I mean, it's the busiest time of the year, and we're looking at Joe Gomez. And you know he's whether Joe Gomez is going to start already. Mm. Stupid. It, it it is uh, incredibly annoying um, on so many levels, and as you say, we can't personalise it and make it a, bit a Liverpool issue because other other clubs suffer this as well. But it's just if, if we, the debates that we were having quite recently uh, come around Emery Chan, for example, and how mm. let's be honest, we were pretty much agreeing that he's kind of going to be necessary to us, irrespective of all the nonsense talk about. Uh, I like this league and I like the other league and all the rest of it. Every one of us was willing willing to to, to swallow the pride and and uh, just have him do the business. And he would. You 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 don't doubt that he would do the business. I I, I personally think he's absolutely central to us getting past City. And I know he's not training at the moment. He's still being assessed. He hasn't taken part in any of the training sessions. I think to date, that's not a good sign. Um, Maybe there's some sort of plan and hoping to get him back in for in time for City, but I think he'll be a massive loss for that Champions League game in particular. Whatever about managing with whatever sort of mix and gathering we can get into midfield uh, against Palace, uh, against City, I, I don't see anything other than him being vital. Am I over-egging it, do you think? No, you're absolutely right. Um, we've, we've said on numerous occasions, he's he's the first name on the team sheet when it comes to a midfielder. It's who plays with Emre Chan. You want him in every game possible. But like I said, come Saturday, it's a team that's near the bottom of the table. And this is where your squad squad players should be playing. Your best players you'll want for your best games, for your big games. So it's vital that Emre is fit 
or fit enough to start the game. And even if we can get an hour out of Emery against City on next Wednesday, I'll take that hour than not having him on the pitch. That's how vital he is. I know we went we went to pieces when he came off um, in the last home game against them. Milner came on and he was just getting bypassed. We'd completely lost it. If you look at the impact it had on Henderson uh, against Watford, for 10, 15 minutes, Henderson lost it. He, he wasn't sure what he was doing because Milner wasn't in the game as well. Milner was still trying to adapt to the game and Watford were playing quite well. And, they would, and that was Watford causing us problems. Imagine what De Bruyne and Silver are going to do. Yeah. That's the scary thought about it. And that's why Emery is absolutely vital to what we are trying to do against City next week. He has to start. Yeah. Can't I- emphasize that enough. Yeah, I, I just I see it as nothing other than a massive blow if he doesn't, because uh, he's just so vital to, to 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 that setup, that department. And you know, we all know that he can have a, an odd bad game or an odd stinker, but just he he's the best that we have in that position, and probably the only one who can do it properly at the moment. And uh, yeah, whatever about surviving against Palace. Let's talk a little bit about this Palace game that's coming up, um, Carl. It it's it's you know got the look of one of those ones that people are sort of raising their eyebrow and, and thinking, you never know what might happen here. You know, Palace's record against us is annoyingly good. I think they've won six of the last 12 against us. Uh, but then again, they have lost, I think, their last three at Selhurst Park until the win against Huddersfield Hutter- in their last match, I think. that They hadn't had a win in seven. You know, if you if you're to look at it from that perspective, it looks like they're rallying just in time and getting some guys back. I think Zaha's back fit. Um, I I'm, I will be honest with you. Normally, I, that's the kind of um, game I look at and go, yeah, we should be fine here. But I am probably a little bit extra nervous because of the injury situation. How are you feeling about the Palace game? We're going to beat them. We're going to beat them heavily. We're going to beat them in thirty minutes. Uh, I've seen Palace um, live this season and. Um, they're, they're, they're not all that. They're, they're Hodgson beyond belief. They're quite rigid in what they do. They've got some pace, um, but so have we. Um, this, this shouldn't be an issue, this game, honestly. I, I know that's really big um, and everything, but we've got to be Crystal Palace. I mean, people, I think, I think it's just, you, you get into a mindset at this time here where, where West Ham suddenly look tricky. And then you play West Ham and think, what the hell were we worried about West Ham for? That, like, Watford, for example, people were worried about Watford. Um, they, they lasted half an hour and then they just gave us the points. And, um, I, I like Southwest Park. I do have a tiny soft spot for Palace because my mates have bought some. And, uh, and it, it's, it's one of the grounds that I've been in every stand, uh, over the years. And, uh, I saw them play Everton at, uh, at Celeste, um, earlier this season and I thought they were terrible. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. Not I... as bad as Everton, by the way. But no, no. That, that was under Rhino. The Rhino. That's a low bar. But they were awful. Yeah, that is a low bar. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I look. I, I, you know where I'm going with this, Cam. I'm, I'm sorry to come across all all, all statsy um, here because it's very atypical for me. Well, but, well, I can throw some at you if you want. Don't well, worry. Well, well, well. I'm Go just statsy. I'm 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 thinking this this sort of revenge narrative basically that that, that that's been played up by a lot of different places. You know, Hodgson coming back. There's enough time has passed now that in the eyes of everyone, bar Liverpool fans, that guy's been almost rehabilitated. And people forget just how horrendous he was at our club. And, you know, he does have three, I think, wins in the last five against us. Uh, Benteke, 
has a great record of scoring against yeah. Liverpool. Six in, in eight, I think. And then there's yeah. the Sacco thing knocking around in the background. But, as Carl says, you flip that on its head, you assess objectively. We've got Mo Salah, who scored in 20 of his 30 Premier League matches. Uh, uh, you know, on, on, you know, and, and is likely to do so again, highly likely to do so again. So maybe we just need to trust these guys. What do you think? I'm not one for saying this team did that to us previously. What happened in the past is relevant to what happens in the future on a football pitch. I don't believe that a player will go walk onto that pitch and think psychologically, well, last time I came down here, this happened or that happened. That that should never be the mindset of a football player. So the Liverpool defence should not be looking at thinking, well, oh, when um, Ben Teke came to Anfield last season, he scored two goals against us. He scored two Premier League goals this season. Two. Mm. He should not be scoring against us. Sod's law, Murphy's law, he's going to score against us because we've said it now, we've brought it up. <laughs> but he, he, he shouldn't be yeah. because it's like Carl said, they're an awful team. You look at what, how they played against United, they were 2 0 up and then they went to pieces. They went to absolute pieces because United then thought, oh, we've actually got to attack now. And they attacked them. And so what, what does our team do? All we do is attack. That's all we want to do. We're not playing that, that way where we're just going to sit back and think, oh, we'll let Palace have the ball. But yeah, you know, it's vital we win. The only thing that plays on my mind is um, Palace have only won a game in the last two years when Zaha has started. Yeah, and he's back and in the setup. And he's back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so look, and he's he's, 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 an, object, he's an objectively good footballer, and they do have some objectively good footballers. It's just as you've both pointed out, they're not a very good uh, football team. Um, I, I just don't, I just don't like the timing of the way some of the things are lining up, uh, and it it sort of tickles that um superstitious bone uh, a little bit too much. But well, there's something else here though, Trevor. What's that? Um, if you look at the games they've got after us, and bearing in mind, Roy Hodgson is the ultimate points bargainer in the world. He will say we'll lose this game if we can win the next one. Um, a mate, a mate of ours used to call it the the Hodgson um uh, algorithm. Yeah, he's yeah. it, it, a classic win one, draw one, lose one. That's good. He's happy with that. His, his next three games after us are Bournemouth away, Brighton at home, Watford away. Yeah, he's not looking at Liverpool and thinking three points. He's thinking I'll, 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 I'll bite around off for a point, but it's all about Bournemouth because they're in sixteenth place at the moment. Yeah, you would take um, you would take that basically, right? I mean, yeah, they're two they're two points off the bottom of three. Yeah, so you know they know where their battles are. No battle isn't against us. And let's face it, he's, not, he's hardly Mr. Motivator, is he? You know, he's, he's, he's all about sort of, you know, well, we did try, but never mind. Yeah, the, the utopia of, of, of victory is always a bit of a, a bit of a, a pipe dream for, for I wrote about him this very week, and I recommend you to read that on the Apple Index website. Well, there you go. But there's plug number one seamlessly <laughs> interwoven <laughs> into the, into the mesh that we're trying to build up here. Uh, Cam, I, 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 I'm looking at that table now that Carl says it, and uh, it is kind of bananas. There's a, there's such a small space between uh, almost the entire bottom half. Um, certainly, as Carl says, Palace in 16th and 30 points, but 
I mean, uh, they are literally two points clear of 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 the, of the drop zone in 18th um, with Southampton, who, who are on 28. Um, but mm. you go all the way up the table to Bournemouth, um, already flagged. Oh, up well, there. Trev, Trev, go one more. Go one more higher. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit louder than that. Huh? Oh, give, give me that. Uh, give give me that. All the way up to Everton. But it's a very small amount of points. It's you know 10 points, 12 points. Um, yeah. and, and, and in a lot of cases, it's obviously less. This, this thing can all turn on its head. And maybe there is an awful lot to be said for what Carl's saying. This guy is... I don't care what anyone says. Uh, I think uh, almost the language that, that Carl was using there was 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 um, almost generous. I think he's a coward. I think he's a very cowardly individual yeah, in, in the way that he approaches things. And um, yeah. I think if we do what you said, um, was it? Was oh, actually I think it was Carl saying if we go out and blitz them for the first twenty, it's that's it. It's it, it yeah. should it should be done. So that really yeah. is that should probably be the plan. Get James Miller throwing some elbows around the place and just go mad. As long as he doesn't get sent off. <laughs> so yeah. can't afford another midfielder to be out. Yeah. We may even need him to play right back at some point. So, I know. Uh, I know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's, there's no reason we should not win this game. No reason whatsoever. Um, we are a far superior football team to them. But football's not pay, played that way, is it, unfortunately? So, um, it's... I I... I hate it. Well, I hate Selhurst. I hate Selhurst Park to what it like seems it. to do. No, no, to what it seems to do to Liverpool. Yeah. Every time we go there, it's it's very rare. I can remember us going there and just smashing them. Mm. You know, just putting on a brilliant performance. The the crowd is is superb there. You know, the atmosphere they generate is phenomenal. It's it it's it. You know, your hairs on the back of your neck really do. You know. Get, get standing up and you can feel it coming through the TV. I've never been there to watch a game. I know it's a, uh, I know it's an awful place to try and get to. It is. Uh, you know, it's not, you know, all the way down there in South, uh, South East London. Um, but we've got to, we've got to win it. It's vital because, um, we need to create that 10 point gap to Chelsea for when they play, uh, Spurs on Sunday. Yeah. That- and, that's that's huge, you that, know. Even though Chelsea will have two games in hand, points on board, you can't beat the points on the board. I honestly think if we could negotiate successfully the next two Premier League fixtures, um, it it's almost almost done. Then you know, uh, depending on one or two other results, it's 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 getting really close to being done, and that's a load off. Um, that really is a load off. Um, but it, yeah, it, it, the way the way the Everton game is sandwiched in between the two city games, we know what's at stake uh, in that city game. It's basically our season in many ways is 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 absolutely riding on on those two matches. Um, the fact that they're coming in so, such quick succession, the fact that uh, the first leg is so soon after Palace. Is that something, Carl, that we need to talk about as well in terms of we're saying about Roy might have his eyes on uh, fixtures down the line. You're going to be a bit crazy if he didn't have his eyes on fixtures down the line and that they would be a priority, you'd imagine. Oh, well, I, well, I think if, if we were allowed six substitutes, we'd have six substitutes. I, th- I think he'd take everyone off after half an hour if he could. Yeah. Or, or, or at least say we go two off. 
then I think it, ideally us three could get a game. I think I think you know that that's going to be his mindset, obviously. And he can, he's going to take off Salah, then he's going to take off Firmino, then he's going to take off someone else, probably a midfielder. Yeah, I can't see I can't see uh, I can't see Van Dijk starting either, to be honest. Um, I, I yeah, it's it, 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 of course it's in his head. He's going he's going to be doing this as much as possible. Yeah, I I I, I the Van Dijk shout is interesting. The only reason I would say uh, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd hate to see it is because I think the potential for sort of skittery tendencies to return would be very much there. And whatever he is doing, he is certainly calming things down, you know, and I would like to see that continue. I think even at the risk of, 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 um, you know, injury to him, I think I'd like to, I'd like to see him playing at the weekend. Uh, yeah. Cam, the, the, the city game, it is coming so quickly that the next time we are doing a pod, the first leg will be over. So just with one eye on that, would you be inclined to do a little bit uh, like what Carl's suggesting? Um, uh, go strong and then start uh, taking guys off if the job is done early? Or is that a dangerous one? Because if it is a dogfight against Palace at the weekend, um, that kind of backfires on you as a strategy, doesn't it? So what do you think? I'd go strongish. Um, yeah. I'd I'd look. I'd be looking to rest one of the front three. Um, um, I'd look to rest Mane because he played both international games, whereas Salah didn't play. Uh, he only played the one, the first game. So I'd probably go with something like a four-two-two-two formation that we started with against uh, West Ham. Okay. Uh, away, and I'd I'd look to do something similar to that. So I'd have. Bobby and uh, Mo up top. Then I'd have Ox and Lallana behind them, maybe. And then if Emre's not playing, it's going to have to be Jordan. Um, Genie, I think Genie's going to get a Yeah, Genie's got to play. Because he has to play. Yeah, he played against England, didn't he? You do, yeah. you, uh, you do realise you're leaving a Nivea spokesman, James Miller, there in that potential 11. Well... I, I don't know. We're paying big bucks, you know, and he's not done badly lately, has he? So um, he scores there. Yeah. He does score there as well. Does he? Does yeah. He? Right. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I can't remember when he did. Um, but um, yeah, I mean that's something. Uh, that's the uh, sort of lineup I'd be looking to do and playing that sort of formation. Um, I think we'll need to start with Van Dyke purely because Ben Zach is so good in the air. He's probably the best header of a ball in the Premier League, mm. and you know you, you, who's who's our best header of a ball. Yeah, you know you get, yeah. you're going to have to put Matip and uh, uh, Van Dijk in the back. So and obviously you've got Carrius, Robert. I'd, I'd even be tempted to start Moreno, give Robertson a rest because he's played uh, a few games. So, we're free. <laughs> we're free. We can laugh at Moreno. He's not here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> No producer guy. No producer guy. I'm going to tweet him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I mean, and then obviously the problem then is who we who do we play at right back? Do we do we start with Kleine? I can't see I can't see how we can because he hasn't played. But then he is named in the Champions League squad. Yeah. My think my thinking on that was if he's going to be useful, if this thing with Gomez is serious and he's going to be useful, then you could see where. There might be a, a bit of a mad Jurgen one and he might start him because 
I'm going to need him. It would be the mindset here. And obviously Trent would come in against City. Um, unless Klein was wonderful. Um, but I, I think it's, it's a bit much, isn't it? It's a, to, to be starting him after such a long layoff and such a, such a big match. What, what, it what, is, but you can't play Trent in both games. You can't start Trent both games. I can't see how it can be done. Well, there's something else here that we haven't thought about. Do you know when, when City played the weekend? It's mad. It's even madder for them. They're half five. They've got Everton away at half five, and no, there's less travel, obviously. But right. I'd be furious if I was doing half five Saturday, then Tuesday night. It's Wednesday night again. Oh, sorry, Wednesday night. Sorry, yeah, but yeah, there's, there's plenty even, of rest. Even then, you know, by the time they kick off, our boys are going to be in oxygen tanks. Yeah, you know, so we've got that daft right. lunchtime kickoff as well, don't we? Our pal- the pal- which we're not very good at. Lunchtime kickoffs, yeah, uh, and and our next three games in the league, I think, are twelve kickoffs. Uh, I'm surprised that neither of you mentioned the fact that Simon Mignolet is now completely rehabilitated, having played twice, I think, or certainly played in the last game for Belgium in the absence of his. Oh, good, made up for him. Yeah, well, well done, Spike. So big, si- big size back and fully rehabilitated. So you know, brilliant. Who? I've sat day off, mate. I've sat day off to celebrate. Yeah, oh, sorry, <laughs> Danny, Danny Ward. Danny Ward, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know who you're on about. I see what you're doing there, Cam. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> so this James Milner interview, there's an inset video, um, and it's got uh, a little picture of of uh, Jurgen and Stevie, and they're smiling uh, amiably out at us. And I was just commenting to myself, really, that there's been an awful lot of good stuff coming out of the club lately. You have to take your hat off in terms of the the PR stuff that's coming out, and it's actually genuinely interesting, the chat between Gerard and Klopp um, about management and that. Obviously, it is ultimately a PR thing, but I thought it was actually quite good and insightful. And this, the interview he did recently, Klopp did with, with Gabby Logan for BBC, again, good stuff. I thought it was very int- interesting and uh, shows, you know, just that he is a, that he's a good fella. He's a good man. He's got the best interest of the club at heart. And lads, tell me you saw Mo Salah jumping through paper at children. Yeah, I did see. I like the fact that the kid hooked him. Yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking, what, what would I do in that situation? I thought I wouldn't, I wouldn't go near him. I just, I like the fact he'd ran at him and hooked him. I like that. Well, what I was trying to think of was if the equivalent had happened, uh, you know, for me, and then you go back in time and then you realise there is no way Kenny Dalglish is jumping through fucking paper at anyone. No, <laughs> no, no. So, Can you imagine Sooners coming out? Absolutely no chance. <laughs> 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 you know, Jesus, that's one of the other way. Sooners comes out. <laughs> go out with fists flying, wouldn't he? Stick, stick yeah. a head on someone and just walk off. But uh, but it, 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 I don't know if you've seen this stuff, Cam, but it is quite... I have, yeah. I watched it before the show started. It's it's enjoyable stuff. It's it, you know, uh, and, it's brilliant, and, and and it's sort of really burying and laying the ghost of being Liverpool. This stuff is just more polished, and it's nice to see it. I think it's, it's more genuine. It's more real. Yeah, it's yeah. more um, relatable. And um, well, it's not it's not begging for fans. Which is what being Liverpool was. Being yeah. Liverpool, being Liverpool was begging for fans. Yeah, like, like, let's not, let's not be under any illusions that that was, uh, this is the same thing. They were, they're both PR exercises. Um, as you say, yeah. the other one was such, so much more desperate in its way of going about it, uh, that it, it just, they, they, they might as well have put the club phone number across the bottom of the screen throughout the whole thing. Yeah. If you'd like to buy some merchandise from Liverpool, please buy. You know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Whereas, whereas whatever, if it is even the same cynical motivation behind this stuff, whatever it, uh, it, it's, 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 it's just, 
it's more in character and more in keeping. And that, we've spoken about this a lot, that there are notable changes at the club. And without being too wishy-washy and, 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 and uh, touchy-feely about it, an awful lot of it does come down to the manager and his personality. And I, I think it's nothing but positive, Cam. Yeah, um, there's a, there's definitely been an upturn in the way we are approaching a lot of a lot of things. You know, for example, the the ticketing fan, fans forum that wouldn't have happened five six years ago. Yeah, not with it, you know, not, without being disrespectful, it wouldn't have happened with Ian Air there. I don't see it because it never did happen. So there's there's just a definite shift into listening. And liaising with the fans, creating a better uh, relationship with the fans. I think it also goes back to maybe the the fans walk out on the same seventh minute. I think that has made the hierarchy look and say, you know, we've got a fan base here who who are serious about this club and where this club want to go. And you know, they, they, we we are. I'm not trying to make us sound like we're the best fans in the world because. Every every supporter of every club will say he's the best fan in the world of his club. So, but we have got some amazing fans at our club who are who are very very proactive rather than reactive as well in wanting the best for our club. So, and I think the club has recognised that, and they they they're trying trying to make amends and and good on them. I think this, that's a very good point, Carlos, and I know I am massively guilty of doing this the opposite of what Cam's just done and looking around at the sort of uh, legions of mouth breathers that uh, stand under the same flag as me in terms of being a supporter of the same club as me and thinking, Christ, we've got an awful lot of idiots following Liverpool, but there are a lot of good people who have great ideas and who are trying to do something positive, and it's it, that needs to be acknowledged more than the other idiots. Yeah, a lot of people look at um, people like Spirit of Shank. I'm, I'm a member, and um, and think you know, oh, you think you're better than everybody else, and you're doing it for yourself and things like that. We're not. We don't want to fight with the club. We just want the fights of the club to recognise what we do. And you know, and and and, and comes right. The walkout in 77 minutes. That was a, that was a massive wake up call for them because. It's not just about the 77-minute thing. It's the fact that they were in consultation with fan groups for 13 months and they completely ignored what the fans wanted and just announced that price hike um, and thinking they won't vote with their feet. When they did, they woke up. So I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more... Uh, Pragmatic? Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not sort of, I'm not waving their flag just yet because they've been here before. They are good at listening. It's whether they go and do the next thing. Um, so I'm just going to sort of sit back a bit for I, 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 you know, think you know, are they genuinely listening to what we want now? They do. They are. They do still do some mad stuff. Yeah, you know, so. e- e- even even if it only uh, even if it only results in more uh, sensible and and enjoyable PR stuff. If even you know, even if that's the height of their uh, their newfound respect uh, for for the fans and and and, and their their wishes. That'll be something. I think you're. I think you're probably right to be circumspect, both of you, about the about the ownership. That's just, the word. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the word. There you go. I found it under a rock. Um, <laughs> I, I was I was um, thinking about uh, the, the 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 match that, uh, that's coming up on. Ch- we're Tuesday, right? Our, our Wednesday. Game, we're Wednesday. Okay. I was thinking about. No, Wednesday. no, sorry. You're the Champions League game. Yeah, Champions League. Yeah, fourth. 
Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Okay. So I thought it was Tuesday for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I would have driven up on Tuesday if I wasn't pulled up when it <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with your pyro, you mad bastard. Uh, uh, but I was th- I was thinking about um, this, and uh, somebody was. I think they were making mischief a bit, trying to make out that they they couldn't uh, sell their their tickets for the Champions League quarter final, and comparing, contrasting with uh, the Legends game uh, and how packed. The house was at Anfield for that Legends game. And it made me feel, I have to say, a little bit out of step. There was a time when, and I could, I just, all I had to do was hit a button on my phone and I could watch the game live. But I really wasn't arsed. And I don't know if that, what that's saying about me. But I just, I had no interest in that Legends game at all. I didn't see a second of it. Didn't pay attention. I could, I had to get off Twitter because everybody was talking about it. Um, I, I think I read a book. I don't know what I was doing, but, were either of you glued to it? Was it uh, maybe I'm being churlish here? Did you did you watch it, Cam? No, exactly the same as yourself. I was probably reading a book as well, and um, or I was probably watching something on Netflix. So um, no, I had no interest. I did get a, a DM from someone saying they were going to be there and asking if I was going to be there, and you know, just they wanted to say hi. Um, but unfortunately, like I said, no. Uh, I was, no, no, I wasn't reading that. I'll tell you where I was. I was at a family event down in London. That's right. So, um, I was driving in the completely opposite direction, listening, listening, no doubt to, <laughs> you'll never guess what. What's that? I remember that last week's show. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a pro. What, what a, a pro. professional. Yeah. <laughs> And it, no, in no way is that a display of vanity. In in fact, all Cam was doing was seeking to improve upon last week's performance. Yeah, always. Uh, in, always. In, in, in whatever way he can. This is the type of professional we have working for us here. Uh, Carl, did you seek it out afterwards if you didn't see it live? I didn't realize. I've got, um, I've got LFC TV. I didn't know that. <laughs> I was just thinking through and thought, like, oh, that's highlighted. Maybe I've got this. Yeah. So I watched uh, about 25 minutes. I saw Ben Aldridge for one on his half twice. Um, that was funny. And, um, well, you know, it's not, I got to see, um, got to see Lewis Garcia. And, and Gerard still got the pace, by the way. Again, against that audio, against that sort of level. But yeah. I, I, I got to see, you know, Lothar Mateus. I was more interested in their 11 than us, to be honest. But, um, no, it's, it's a good thing. They, you know, they should be doing it. It's just going to a good cause. I mean, it's just not really me, that sort of thing. I was just Brilliant. thinking... I've got, I've got, there's, there's, there's enough football for me to, to, uh, to worry about. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, again, it's, it, it was, it was just, it was just a genuine uh, kind of apathy. Uh, I, I just, I've had a lovely break from football, to be perfectly honest with you. Just a, a really nice break. But, um, I'm speaking of, 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 uh, taking a break lads we are getting towards the part of the show where we move away from the football but i do want to i do want to mention one thing which is still kind of football related lads thinking about um some minulay from earlier on i was thinking about the massive rehabilitation which he's obviously undergone now how how wonderful it is to have simon back in the fold and it start i I actually had the the, i'll be honest i had the same uh, reaction that carl did i was kind of almost cross that he got a game um, because uh, you just don't want that fellow being in the, in the reckoning at all. Um, but I was wondering if there was one signing in Liverpool history that you could go back and undo, right? So basically, 
from any time, any era of your supporting club, there's one signing that you could undo. So basically, you get to eject someone from the club's your your history with the club. I'm I'm sp- kind of springing on you because I deliberately because I want to get okay. get some raw reaction there. Uh, you, uh, you sound like you've got one already, Carl. Do you? Yeah, got one. Uh, 2002, um, <laughs> Liverpool decided not to buy Nicholas Anelka and sign so Noah Hodgkins, and we sell Noah Youth instead. Yes, that's, that, that's literally for someone I genuinely think we might have had a chance of winning the league if Anelka had stayed. Because yeah. he because he played for City and Chelsea for the next six years and he was brilliant. Yeah, and, and, he, was, and he was brilliant for us in that little loan spell that we had him. He was, yeah, he was, he was absolutely. And, and when he, when he only he scored went, two goals, didn't he? But he was well, he had a really good impact up front. He was playing really well as as part of the team. There's, there's, a, there's, there's a game against Newcastle where he, he's up front and they can't, no one can touch him. He's phenomenal in that game. He was just a phenomenal player, all right. Yeah. yeah, just a really, really good footballer. Right? Like you know, whatever, yeah. whatever about um, whatever. He was about, graceful. Yeah, 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 and and suited suited that squad really, really well. Yeah. And then we go and we buy the uh, the World Cup duo of of, of Joe and Zuf. Zuf and Joe, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And Salif Joe, like I mean, to be fair, he's knocking around there picking up his Champions League medal, unless I'm mistaken. He's there in that squad, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. You know, so I mean. Whatever, uh, he, he was obviously an, an, uh, a better a better lad all round. Uh, Cam, who would be your pick? Um, Roy Hodgson and every signing he made. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of cheating. No, <laughs> I want one one footballer. <laughs> Paulson. <laughs> Paulson. Yeah, he was awful. He was awful, but I, I, I never found him as offensive as a lot of people did. But I can completely get behind why you would you would want him out. Um, but I mean, you, you, Carl's one there could have, you know, you can see how that could have had a real effect on yeah. achieving something. You take out Paulson, really, like we're just, we're basically just still shit, aren't we? I mean, you know, yeah. this, Voronin. Voronin, yeah, actually, at a time when we could have really done he with someone. Score, he did he score though. He did score some goals, You know what? I, I had a Man United relative mindset. That Voronin's good, you know. He, 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 between the lines, he's phenomenal. And I said, you may as well just give up watching football, son. Yeah. He was awful. <laughs> he was awful. Well, yeah. the, but the problem was he, he wasn't Torres and he played alongside Torres and you can't half tell the difference between the two. But he did score some, some important goals for us. Well, I, like, it's yeah, it's, it's, it, it levels of awful really is. It really is levels of awful. I, I would actually go with the aforementioned, um, um, Simon. I really would. I just, he's at the heart of everything awful, uh, uh, uh for, for me. And, and people think that's very harsh. It, it'd be close run thing between him and Skirtle. And, you know, they're, they're both probably. Oh, no, Skirtle oh. wasn't that bad when he first came. No, nah, they're better. Player of the year twice. No, nah, they're Player probably, of the year twice. Not for me. Not for me. He didn't get my player of the year. So I mean, he. I, I've said it before. He was a poor man's village. But there was a lot worse than him. Yeah, but I don't. I, I. I. I don't think. I don't think you. You. You fully grasping the. The. The trauma. The, the impact that they had on the club over the long term. Well, no, it's just uh, the impact they had on me in terms of trauma. I. I. <laughs> I, 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 I that's. It is a totally personal choice based on horrible <laughs> moments looking at those two lads. So that's, that's, that's where I would go. Let's get the hell. Well, you, you said two now. You've got to choose one. I was, uh, no, no, it's, it's Mignolet. 
it, but it was oh, it was a close run thing. It was a close run thing. Mugs, uh, mugs yeah. as I like to call it. Mugs is out. Uh, I, I, I think we should now segue completely away from football for a while before we finish up here. And uh, as usual, I've got some random things uh, prepared uh, that I wanted to ask you from the vault of old questions because. It was kind of tumbleweed when we uh, put the call out yeah, there this week, whatever's going on. I, I think it must be just uh, not quite... We had the sausage roll one, didn't we? We had the... Su- what was the sausage roll one? Remind me. Which is the best sausage roll, isn't it, basically? Well, I remember, that, I remember that conversation. I don't, I don't remember if there was an actual <laughs> I don't really qu- question in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, from, from the old vault, and I do have many of these, I have some... We can do these rapid fire. You can be here all week. It's completely up to you. First one, Cam, is for you, and it is basically people. People talk about no, it's not. It's not close. No, people talk about you know how how your different senses are very evocative, and I've always found that smells are particularly evocative. Um, and it made me think. Okay, what what do I really what 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 kind of smells do you really really like make you happy or make you sad or whatever? Anyway, let's cut it to a more simple thing. If you had to pick your favourite smell, what would it be? Fresh tarmac. Christ alive, that's an unusual one. Fresh tarmac, what does that mean to you? I don't know, I just love the smell of fresh tarmac. <laughs> you like huffing it. like it kind of... <laughs> You know what, it's my glue. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anytime there's a, a new motorway going in, can le- le- leaning off a bridge, <laughs> inhaling deeply. <laughs> That's good. It's gotta right? be done. So not not, done. not not like you know fresh bread or freshly cooked grass tarmac. I love it. Uh, Carl, have you got one? I was gonna say the grass one to be honest. The grass um, one. It, it is. Yeah, it is nice because it just means football in the summer. Um, when you when you just need some green grass and a ball to play. Oh yes, beautiful, beautiful. That was superb. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you are you he are. He did it. He did it twice tonight. The sensei is on fire. I am resigning. I'm now resigning from public life. You I are... can no, I can do. There's no new world for me to conquer. You're a capitalist monster. <laughs> I'm, 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 I can't get over this. That's at some green grass, by the way, everyone. At some, at green, some green grass. Green grass in We've got Jamie Henderson talking about Palmer this week, and Stephen Scraggs already talked about Ron Atkinson. And you're sorry, Carol. You're, That's you're, my favourite smell. A new blog. A new blog up at some, at some green grass. There will be more stuff about that later on if, okay. if, if you choose to, to accept the platform because like you're you're irrepressible when it comes to this stuff. We might as well just let you off. Uh, <laughs> Carl, next one's for you. And I've, oh. I've phrased it just so. What's a good coat? Interesting. Mm. Interesting. I really like, um, I do favour the peacoat. Yes. I'm a, I'm a peacoat man in this sort of weather when it's, it's neither nor. Same as. Not really hot, not really cold. I do like a peacoat. Mm. Um, uh, I do like a parka. That's my mod leanings from my youth. Yes. Um, and uh, my match day um, is a long black Adidas, uh, sort of not like it's sort of Kenny Coat sort of style. I thought but you were it's say a then. No, no, oh god, no, no, not not the slug, no, no, none of that, not the poop pie. Is that what you call it? Poop pie. Um, <laughs> poop pie. Um, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so it's like that. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I do like a different coat for a different season, but I'm, at the moment it's the pea coat. I'm trying to get my head around this um, match day attire. Is it like a ma- is it like one of those padded Kenny match coats, or is it? It's not quite as padded as that, but it's long and black. Okay, okay. Right. With the three stripes, three stripes down the side. Not quite like the same. I've, I've basically, I've basically been wearing it for about ten years, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It lives, it lives, it lives in the boot of my car. Because that's, that's when I get when I go out the car to go to a game, it just gets strapped on. So it's probably got about fifty-three different match tickets in it. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Cam, I know you were getting some very, very mean abuse about your um, your Del Boy coat during the week. So for yeah, you, just a little bit. For you, just what's a little bit. what's a good coat for you? My Del Boy coat is that 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 camel coloured. Um, um, I I I've been looking for a coat like that for years. Yes, absolute years. And one day, I just walked into uh, my favourite fashion store. Um, Zara, by the way, in case anybody Jesus wasn't sure of this. <laughs> and um, there was this coat. Fantastic. That's, that's the free wardrobe from the year sorted out. Oh, man. <laughs> well, along with the spam and, uh, and the Chateau de la Papa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chateau de la Papa. Yeah. And uh, what else was there on our list? I, I we had one more, didn't we? Oh, a United uh, Agents. We're, United we're still United waiting United for... Artists. United Artists, sorry. Um, yeah. We're still waiting for some uh, uh, correspondence from yourself. I, I, I'm absolutely Actually, I'm gutted that I went to the bother of looking up who might be relevant um, to drop into a tweet just to annoy them and that they haven't responded. I'm, I'm heartbroken no. about that. We haven't been blocked. We've been blocked by now. We don't even... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, whatever about whatever about uh, that loss, I, I just, I'm all in for us getting some spam sponsorship. That would be fucking <laughs> magnificent. The Anfield Brooks Index spamming. podcast brought to you by Spam. That would be that would make my day. I have to say. Um, anyway, you're 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 in mid rant about your um your your your, oh, uh, your fondness for Zara. Fondness, yeah. And um, uh, and me and Mrs. B just happened to walk in, and there was this camel coat, and it and the style, and the design, and the cut, and the fit. It's a nice. It's, just, it's a nice. It three, was made for me. Nice three quarter length. Uh, DE yeah. single breasted. Narrow yeah. lapels, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very I'm, narrow. I'm, I'm, I'm assu- no collar, only only an upturned collar. Nothing coming down on the neck. And I'm assuming Sorry. I'm assuming you've got a nice um what deep red maroon uh it, it sort of uh, lining to that coat, is there something like that? I think I think there is a red lining. I've not really paid attention to the lining. I'm gonna have to go and have a look now upstairs. Cam, I mean, uh, you're an amateur at times, fella. That's, I know. That's, <laughs> I, I'm just kick me out of the pod now. Yeah, I, I'm a, I, I'm disgusted. Yeah, with myself. Now. Yeah, I, I've, I've just let everyone down. You've let everybody down. I mean, that the, the I'm pe- sorry. people can see the, the the cracks starting to form there. I I, I have a couple more. I I'd go I I'd go Pico as well, just for the record. For it, completely. yeah, they're good. They're just good. They're just good, and they're multifunctional. And you, yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, now, I'd asked you to do a little bit of thinking in advance about this one. Whether you have or not, I don't know. There are basically two that we've got left. Now, I know, Cam, you sort of extended this into talking about um, Netflix. So I'm going to give you the choice, actually. Um, if you haven't actually been thinking about that first question, I have, which, I have. which was huh? yeah. your favorite non-footy pods. Um, I'd, ask okay. you for, yeah. I'd ask you for five. Give me a couple of suggestions for people. I've only got two. Okay. So I, I generally don't listen to I've not really found anything that's really appealed to me, but two that did work for me 
was a serial, especially series one, about Adnan Saeed, yeah. who, funnily enough, today has been granted a reshire. So, um, timing, that's, timing, that, excellent. That was, yes. And the other one is Estan, which was very good. Okay. You see, you went for the biggies and they were, they're monsters and they're excellent. I, I, I mean, yeah. anybody who, most people who are into podcasts will, will probably have, uh, have dabbled with those. Um, but they would be your two shouts if you were going to, oh, if, you're, if you're, and yeah. you'd happily recommend those, would you? All day long, all night long. Yeah. I, I, I listen, as you know, um, to, about 10,000 podcasts a, a, a day. So I have a huge amount of suggestions here, but we'll skip past that. I'll, I'll throw a few in at the end. Uh, Carl, do you listen to anything non-footy related in, in podcast form? Absolutely loud. I'm duty bound to mention Rippercast. Yes, you are. Uh, which was from, uh, from Jonathan Mengus in, in Kansas. But anyone who's interested in the Whitechapel Murders of 1888, they are genuinely brilliant. Uh, and I, I've been on a few, uh, I'm the manager to talk very much in the background on them because I just, I just like listening to them talk. They really know this stuff. Um, equally, I'm a, a fan of. Um, Actually, just before uh, before you go on to that next one, did you see? I was I was watching with Nilai, uh for my annual watch up there. Uh, was it last night or the night before? Um, coincidentally, I was reading uh, some something online there early on, and apparently Bruce Robinson. Who's the Withnell writer and director? Yeah, has some yeah. sort of uh, tie-in with 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 the Ripper world. Does that sound familiar to you? Yeah, he's got a book called "They All Love Jack," and um, yeah, it sounds it's, like you disapprove, my friend. Uh, it's 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 too angry for a start. Okay, it's just it's just it's it's it should be more dispassionate than it is, and it's there is nonsense. Excellent. I'm, I'm glad I interjected there because that's some good literary criticism as well. Right. Where else yeah. were you going with your non footy pods? Uh, the West Wing Weekly. Big fan of that. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I'm absolutely obsessed by the West Wing. Uh, that's really good. I like certain comedy podcasts. I've started to like, I started to like Ellis James recently. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's just because I like his voice more than anything else. I do like the Adam Buxton podcast. That's, that's, gr- that's, that's great, isn't it? I have to say it's very, very, very good. Uh, the jingles are amazing as well. The jingles are ridiculously good and they that's will, they will not stuff. get out of your head. They just no. will not get out of your head and like genuinely funny. Um, but um, have you heard the one about the, with the, um, uh, the asylum seeker? Uh, no, that doesn't sound familiar. Oh man, look it up. It's, it's, it's a full serious interview, but God, that's good. Um, someone, somebody basically let you go out of Syria. Um, oh, is that, that's, that's the most recent one, right? I haven't got to that. It's, to, yeah. It's not that, it's not that recent, but, um, it's been a few since. Oh, we okay. actually be, in fact. There yes. you go. There's, there's a, there's a weekly, um, there's a weekly mention. Um, still available on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> uh, and, um, big fan of that. Uh, I quite like the Richard Herring podcast. Um, and, uh, the hell is the bird called? Um, anything else? I'm going to go mad now. I can't think of anything else. Oh, actually, can I give a bit of a, uh, a shout out to uh, my mate Adam Stevens. Adam Smith is his real name. He's Adam Stevens professionally. Yeah. Uh, he's got a, a, a podcast called Walks of Life, which is about um, basically. I'm going to be honest. He's um, it's, it's just basically talking to people with unusual jobs, and he's just done an interview with Neil Atkinson. On and, the, and and Ad, Adam's, I, I, an, Adam's an actor. He's, he's, he's in the IT crowd. Are you going to feature <laughs> as a as a as a subject on, on a future f- podcast? Yes. Oh, we, am, yeah. we will have to link the bejesus out of that when that comes up. Yeah, oh, make, definitely. Make sure and let us know. That, that's yeah. about, but that's about my day job, not about any football related or anything like that. It's about what I do. 
Excellent, no. excellent, excellent. Um, I would say if you haven't, uh, give a listen to Malcolm Gladwell's series Revisionist History. Absolutely incredible stuff. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Incredible. That guy is a proper, proper podcaster. He, he is, he's incredible. All of those stories, especially that first season, I think are wonderful. There are two seasons of it. Um, I would say as well, Hardcore History, Dan Carlin's one that, that's yeah. hours of endless fun. And if you actually want to hear the news as it is, I'd recommend the Corbett Report to everybody. I think it's a incredible source of actual news with, with, without the filters that you tend to get from other places and intercepted for politics. Ridiculous. Uh, that would be my ones. I have. One... Can, can I do one more actually? Sorry. Go on then. Um, just, just, just again, because it's a friend of mine is that it's, um, it's called Two Skeptical Chaps to the Number Two. Um, and it's run by my mate Dan, who's uh, one of my Taekwondo instructors. And it's, it's, it's basically American politics. And it, it's, it's very funny. And, um, if you're a guest on that, he gives you a branch of government. Uh, so you, you become agent. I'm agent Copac. And my job title, they can look at old job titles, family years. And I think I'm something like the Turnip Marshal. Because that was once, <laughs> that was, that, that was once a paid job by government. Excellent work. Yeah. What, what's yeah, the, so what's, two, what's the name of that part again? Sorry. Two skeptical chaps. Two skeptical chaps. Yeah. Oh, Dan, oh. Dan, 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 it's like, it's really good. I, I actually. And what Dan is Dan? Uh, on, on Twitter, he's talked in Ninja Monkey. He's a no, third. No, 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 but, no, no. What Dan is Dan? Oh, he's a third. Third Dan. Third he's a third Dan degree Yeah. Third so Dan, he's, Dan. A, he's a Dan, Dan, Dan. He's my senior. Uh, I, I actually, terrible, terrible mistake by myself. I forgot. I should have mentioned, uh, Absolutely should have mentioned another one, uh, which is the Memory Palace. We actually had Nate DeMeo, uh, on, on a previous Anfield Index podcast. An absolute gent and probably all in all, overall, probably my favorite podcast. Just a wonderful listen. If you are in the mood for a bit of, uh, little quirky slices of American history, that is incredible podcast. That's the Memory Palace. Last question, lads. And this is, um, sort of kind of again in the same vein of non footy. I was listening to a song during the week by, by John Grant, uh, called, uh, GMF, which is a nice, a, a nice, a nice shortened version of greatest motherfucker. And there's a, there's a verse which says, half of the time I think I'm in some movie. I play the underdog, of course. I wonder who they'll get to play me. Maybe they could dig up Richard Burton's corpse. And it made me wonder, <laughs> it made me wonder who is playing you, Cam, in the life story of Cam. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, who's playing me? Yeah. Well, you, you can the, have, you can have anyone from any era. This is obviously a nonsense situation. It doesn't have to be a currently contemporary actor. It can be anybody. I've got so, so many suggestions here. <laughs> for Cam. Go on, go on. No, yeah. no, go on. Oh, no, go on. Go on, Cam. For Cam, Peter Cushing. Sorry, the sensei. Yeah, thank you. Pardon? Uh, get with the brand. Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. Because, uh, Peter Cushing is Sherlock. Because yeah. he, he would do, you he, do well in the tweed. Yeah. That's yeah. very you. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there is, uh, probably a, a slight issue around, uh, around. I can likeness. think of one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what I, I, who, who, be, you be thinking about yourself there, uh, while we're waiting for Cam. Cam, who's, who's, you got, you got to nail your colors to the mass here. Who's playing you in the story, if you're like? Uh, Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's enjoyably mental. I love that. 
Carl, what about yourself? Oh, I want to see you. Waistcoat on, small glass of scotch in hand. That would be marvellous. <laughs> <It's good, laughs> I'd love that. I would love that. Um, to play me, probably Stephen Van Sant. Steve Van Sant, oh lovely yeah. shout! I oh, want a shout actually. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Character. I'm very friend. happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I've, 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 I've been told I look a little bit like Stanley Tucci in a certain light. So he, that's the obvious choice there. Oh, fellow, see bo- that? yeah, yeah baldy beardy. That could work. That could work. That could work. So I think that's probably where we should leave it for this particular episode of the Anfield Index podcast. By the time we speak to you again, the Reds will have played Palace and City and we'll hopefully be reflecting on a pair of wins with the concluding leg and the derby on the immediate horizon. My thanks to Carl and Cam, obviously. Before we sign off, Carl, I'm sure there's something that you wouldn't mind sharing with the people. Let me think. Um, I have a blog called Sun Green Grass for the Bull. On Twitter is at Sun Green Grass and it is a lot of and it's about things in football which are interesting which fall outside the sphere of the football club. So, for example, I've done something about the career of Carlos Puyol. I've done something about Rio Vallecano, um, who are the most interesting club in Spain, in Madrid. Um, and a friend of mine, two friends of mine, Stephen Scrag, has just done a piece on Ron Atkinson's... Um, actually, can I mention this? Do you know about this? Ron Atkinson's 94-day career as manager of Atletico Madrid. And there's footage of... Uh, Big Ron being told that he's not got the job anymore. Oh, well, basically saying that he's not got the job on midweek sports special. Uh, when he's commentating on ice skating, I recommend anyone to watch that. <laughs> I'm he's, looking... been, he's, been he's been interviewed by Nick Owen and he's not commentating on that. He's basically in the, he's in the NEC overlooking the figure skating that's going on behind him, talking about how he's not got the job anymore. I recommend anyone to get that. And by the time this comes out, my friend Jamie Henderson, will have, uh, we published a piece about the rise and fall of um, Palmer. FC Palmer about and how they've gone bust and what they're doing now. Because the Palmer of Dino Roberto Baggio are no more. Lovely, lovely. That's a, a, a nice and uh, comprehensive plug. Uh, Cam, what about yourself? Anything you'd like to talk about just before we go? Zara. Yeah, just a couple of. <laughs> Zara. <laughs> I love Zara. Um, two <laughs> things. Um, firstly, come on, folks, get behind AI Pro, seven day free trial. Um, Give it a bash. You will not be disappointed. And secondly, if you want to hear more of my ramblings and how my EastEnders story went down like a lead balloon and then I had the bejesus ripped out of me for the rest of the show, listen to yesterday's Desi, that was, uh, um, which you'll find on the AI app today. Lovely. Lovely. And two, two recommendations I couldn't get behind more, I have to say. And on that note, let me also thank you, our lovely listener. You're highly treasured by myself, Carl and Cam. We appreciate your support immensely. Do us a favor and spread the word so that we can, you know, finally get that sponsorship that we'd really, really crave with spam and Zara and shallow enough to pop and all that. We promise we won't get all big time. We'll keep doing this thing for you. So be kind to each other and stay safe out there. Podcast Network.